Hello, everybody. This is Bob Bro. Welcome to the best old-time radio podcast for Monday, November the 2nd, 2020. I'm so talented and good-looking. Glad to have you along. It's Monday, and it's November, and where does time go? It is now standard time, so it got light earlier this morning, but it sure got a whole lot darker earlier yesterday, didn't it? Well, welcome to the show on Mondays here at the Best Old Time Radio Podcast. We do comedies, and we've got a good one lined up for you today. On Tuesdays, we do a drama. On Wednesdays, a mystery. On Thursdays, we do a Western. And we're thinking about adding something on Friday, at least some Fridays. We'll talk about that in the next couple of days. But at any rate, we're glad to have you along. And if you want to laugh a little bit, I think that you've come to the right place. So what you need to do is get over there in that big old easy chair, get your feet up, get yourself something maybe to drink, maybe a little snack, and just settle back and let the worries of the day drift away. Because we're going to come back in just a minute with a great old-time radio comedy. comedy we have not played before. It's entitled The Adventures of Maisie, and it stars Anne Southern. And this, to, to get the story on this, you have to go all the way back to 1937, when Gene Harlow, who was a big star for MGM, died unexpectedly. And MGM had been working on a comedy adventure series with Gene Harlow in mind. It was really being developed around her. And now, of course, they'd lost her. So Louis B. Mayer was forced to continue casting around for someone to replace Gene Harlow, who had become really popular as sort of this blonde bombshell comedian in many cases. She could play, uh, play it both ways, dramatic and also very good in comedy. Well, Anne Southern had a very snappy delivery of her dialogue in a successful film that had come out entitled Trade Winds. 
and it caught Mare's attention, and he signed her as a contract player and ultimately cast her in all 10 of the Maisie films that were developed between 1939 and 1947. The character of Maisie was inspired by the novelist Wilson Collison. She had written a story about a fictional former burlesque song and dance girl performing under the stage name of Maisie Raver. It was Ann Southern's appearance in the Lux Radio Theater's adaptation of the 1941 film Maisie Was a Lady that alerted CBS to Southern's natural radio talent. Well, MGM and CBS wrangled for three years over a contract, but finally, finally they decided to come up with a syndicated radio version of Maisie Raver's Adventures. The show premiered July 5, 1945. It was immediately a success and captured the imagination of millions of radio listeners. And they loved the way Maisie talked. They loved her mixed metaphor retorts, such as, likewise, I'm sure. And we still hear that today. Now, we're kind of throwing you in the deep end here because we're taking, uh, we're doing an episode from 1951. What you need to know is Maisie had a lot of different jobs. And those jobs were to support her in her show business career. Also, many of the adventures had to do with her love life. Maisie lived in a boarding house. Do they still have those today, boarding houses? Where I guess you rent a room and uh, you get room and board. But she lives in a boarding house with a, a very colorful landlady. Her boyfriend, Eddie, also lives in the boarding house. And you will meet him tonight. And so these are some of the main characters. Also, she does a lot of work from time to time for a newspaper. And you will meet the, uh, I think it's the city editor and know him a little bit tonight too. One other thing, Maisie was a liberated independent woman, which was pretty unique in the 40s and the early 50s. However, when it comes to political correctness, there's something you'll, you'll find in this show tonight that I think you will find perhaps a little troubling. It has to do with the advice that she gives to one of the readers. And the advice is not what you would think any woman would give to a reader today or to anybody today. So it's kind of unique. On the one hand, she's sort of a breakthrough character. But on the other hand, we're still looking at the moors of the early 50s. All right. Let's go back to March 29th, 1951. This is The Adventures of Maisie, and this adventure is as a newspaper columnist. Hiya, babe. Say, how about... Ouch! Does that answer your question, buddy? The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. You all remember Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's famous Maisie pictures. In just a moment, you'll hear Maisie in radio, starring the same glamorous star you all went to see and loved on the screen. And now, here's Ann Southern as Maisie. Yep, I'm Maisie, like he said. Maisie Revere from Brooklyn. I'm in show business, you know. If you're putting on a musical, I'll be glad to sing, dance, tell funny stories, or even sweep up the place. Yep, the theater's in my blood. 
But if I don't start eating more often, there'll be very little else in it. I've always wanted a job with a little more security. And I've thought about working in the post office, but there's no future. Even after you learn the business, you can't open your own post office. So I keep on making the rounds of the booking agents and producers and do a little phone slot feeling on the side. <laughs> Sometimes I pick up as much as a half a buck. Depends on how I'm feeling. Well, today I was just about to leave Mrs. Kennedy's rooming house where my boyfriend, Eddie Jordan, and I live when the phone rang. The city editor of one of the newspapers wanted to see me, so I hurried right down to his office. Coffee, boy. Hey, where'd you hide my bottle? Um, did you want to see me, Mr. Crunch? Why do you think I sent for you? Now sit down and shut up. Mr. Crunch, this is going to hurt you more than it does me. Yeah. Ouch, you hit me. That is absolutely correct. You're fired. Okay, give me my two weeks' pay and I'll go. Pick it up at the cashier's office. Wait a minute, I haven't even hired you yet. That's right, and nobody's going to insult Maisie Revere without paying for it, either in cash or through the nose. Yeah, well, I prefer to bleed a little. I'm sorry I yelled at you, Maisie. I get used to thinking everybody is a reporter. Oh, well, that's all right, Mr. Crunch. You know, I used to be a nice guy. And then I saw a few movies with city editors in them, and I realized I was completely out of character. So I became a first-class stinker. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I think you're more of a second-class stinker. Oh, thank you, Maisie. Oh, that's all right. I'm always glad to say something nice, even if it isn't true. <laughs> well, now, uh, let's get down to business. What do you want to see me about? Well, I... Uh, uh, um. uh, I'd better put my coat back on so you can concentrate. Uh, yes, thank mm -hmm. you. Uh, now, let's see. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, Maisie, as I remember, you conducted our advice to the Lovelorn column once when Mary Jane was on vacation. Oh, sure. Uh, the Don't Be Stupid, Ask Cupid column. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, Mary Jane is going to take another vacation, so we need another substitute. Oh. Frankly, I didn't know whether to hire you again or use our janitor. Uh then I decided we needed the woman's touch. Well, thanks for your confidence in my qualifications. No. I am a woman. <laughs> Who needs to be told that? Well, Do you want the job? How about money? Well, all right, we'll pay money. I was hoping you'd take your salary in papers. You think I got rocks in my head? Who reads this paper? I often wonder myself. All right, suppose I offer you... It isn't enough. You know me pretty well, don't you? You bet I do. Now, suppose you pay me a salary of the... That's too much. Well, okay. Suppose we compromise at $50 a week. It's a deal. Shall we shake on it? No. Let's put it in writing. Coward. Well, now you're working for me, aren't you? Yes, I am. Then get a move on and get to work. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's see what Mrs. Kennedy's got in the refrigerator. It's locked. Get your grabby hands away from that refrigerator. Mrs. Ken Mrs. Kennedy, on behalf of all the inhabitants of your rooming house, I resent you putting a lock on the refrigerator. You'd think we weren't trustworthy. Look here, Eddie Jordan. I know my rumors. And they're the cheapest, chintziest, chiselinest, in their room, cookinest bunch of burglars ever assembled under one roof. Are you insinuating that I'm a burglar? You bet. You're the champion. What were you doing by the refrigerator? I was just admiring the lock. Of course, I am a little hungry. So I thought I'd come in and smell the food aroma that drifts out where the door gasket leaks. 
Okay, I'll accept that lie. All right, all right. So I was going to snitch a chicken leg. I can't help it, Mrs. Kennedy. When I'm unhappy, I have to eat. You know how long Maisie and I have been going together? Sure, the poor girl. Anyway, we've been fighting lately. Congratulations, Eddie. That's the best part of being in love. Oh, when my boyfriend Lester and I feel that love is dying, we stand toe-to-toe and slug it out. That always warms up the old romance. Not with me. I think my trouble is psychological. Psychological? Well, I haven't had a regular job for a while, and, well, when we go out on a date, Maisie usually has to pay my way. I feel bad about it. But it passes. No, it doesn't. Things just aren't the same as when I had a regular job. Then all she had to do was pay her own way. Eddie, I've got an idea. Why don't you write a letter to the Don't Be Stupid, Ask Cupid column? You think I get some good advice? Well, I'm sure you would. Merton Falls Gruber, uh, get away from that icebox. Oh, 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 hello, Eddie. Hello, Mrs. Kennedy. Hey, gee, you're not usually in the kitchen at this hour. So, I'll bet it's you who's been drinking the cream off the top of the milk. Oh, no, Mrs. Kennedy. <laughs> Merton. And, yeah, I've done it. And what are you people doing out here anyway? Necking? Well, I'm willing. Please, Mrs. Kennedy. Well, I'm not too old for it, you know. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what Eddie was telling me the other day. There's a lot of life in the old turkey, he said. Well, so, so what were you doing here, so? Eddie was just telling me that he and Maisie hadn't been No, 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 Mrs. Well. Kennedy. Oh, gee, Eddie, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Wipe that smirk off your face. Oh, well, maybe Maisie would like a younger, more interesting man who isn't as beat up as you. Do me a favor, will you? Go down to the East River and pull a wave over your head. Oh, boys, you boys, boys! Personally, I don't mind if you both shoot each other, but I don't want to break in two new rumors. Well... Mrs. Kennedy, can you imagine Maisie having any interest whatsoever in this revolting little character? Oh, yes. Yeah, sister... you can't tell, Eddie. He's got a certain charm. <laughs> That's me, gal. <laughs> well, maybe now that Eddie's losing out, uh, you've got a chance. Yeah, well, I'm going to write into the Don't Be Stupid, Ask Cupid column. I'm going to get some advice on how to keep Maisie interested in me. All right, and I'll write in and get some advice on how to win a girl who's slightly older than me. Are you going to sign your own names? What, and have everybody in the shipping room laughing at me? Uh-uh. I'm going to write it under another name. I think I'll use the name of, uh, hmm, Handsome. Oh, and I'll, I'll be known as Sophisticated. Oh, poor Cupid. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Crunch. How's our jolly old happy-go-lucky city editor? Oh, spare me your witticisms. I don't feel good. What's wrong? Everything going too smoothly? You look like you had a glass of vinegar for breakfast. I ate something that didn't agree with me. Oh. Well, what do you want? I thought I told you not to tell anybody you were substituting on the Don't Be Stupid, Ask Cupid column. There's a tired old tomato outside who wants to see you. Oh, well, that must be my landlady, Mrs. Kennedy. I told her if she came down with the paper, I'd pay her the rent I owe her. I knew I could have got you for 35 Well, save your tears and tell Mrs. Kennedy to come in here. Now hop to it. Okay, right away. Who are you ordering around? You, get going already. 
What a boss. He's got a personality like a temporary filling. Well, Mrs. Kennedy will keep this a secret, I'm sure. Let's see, I'll, I'll get the rent money out. Hello, Maisie. I just dropped in to chat for a moment. Where's the money? Oh, <laughs> right here, Mrs. Kennedy. Oh, thank you. Um, what are you doing here? Well, um, can you keep a secret? Maisie, you know me. Yeah, but I'll tell you anyway. I'm conducting the Don't Be Stupid, Ask Cupid column. You, you are? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, what's funny? I don't know. Well, <laughs> well, no, 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 Maisie. It's just, uh, honey, it's just that I, I'd expect the person who answers those letters to be uh, older and more experienced. Well, I'm old enough, and I'm as experienced as a girl can be without getting arrested. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, now listen to some of these letters. Uh, read away, dear. <laughs> well, now here's one, dear Cupid. The man I'm going with is very nice, but occasionally I find out he has lied to me about something. Is it all right to marry a man who lies? Signed, Anxious. Well, what are you going to say? Oh, it's easy. Dear Anxious, there isn't any other kind. Signed, Cupid. How true, mm -hmm. how true. Oh, oh here's one. Uh, dear Cupid, mm -hmm. is it proper for a girl to put her arms around a man's waist while they're out walking? Signed, Eager. Oh. Well, I think I'll say, uh, Dear Eager, no, it is not proper unless his arms are full of bundles and his pants are coming down. Very logical. Oh, here's one you've got to answer. It's signed... <laughs> it's signed, Handsome. What's it say? He says, uh, Dear Cupid, uh -huh. I have been going steady with a girl for a couple of years, but lately I haven't been making very much money, and she started brushing me off. Well, now there's a girl who's a real rat. What a wonderful judge of character you are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, since she pays the check when we go out, she thinks she owns me and is entitled to boss me around. Uh, She's breaking my spirits. Graceful. Nowadays, I have to say, how's about a kiss, baby, please? Well, it's girls like this who ruin guys for girls like me. Well, you should know, Basie. Uh, here's the rest of it. How can I get her interested in me again? What can I do to keep her from taking me for granted? Sign, <laughs> handsome. Of course, I don't see why the guy pays any attention to that girl. Oh, Maisie, don't be too hard on the girl. If you knew her, you might like her. Uh, it's not possible. Well, let's see. I'll say, um, uh, dear handsome. Personally, I think your girl sounds like a turkey. But if you insist on her, why not try being the rough, tough, hard-boiled type. Kick her around a little. Show her you're the boss, and she won't take you for granted. Let me know how you make out. Signed, Cupid. I'll show him how to handle that girl. Show her you're the boss, and she won't take you for granted. Let me know how you make out. Signed, Cupid. Yep. That's what's in the paper, Mrs. Kendi. Are you going to try being the rough, hard-boiled type, Eddie? Sure, but don't tell Maisie anything about me writing to Cupid. Oh. Uh, she's coming up the steps right now. Okay, I'll clear out. Oh, but I'll be interested to hear how Cupid's advice works on Maisie. Yeah, I feel better already. Remember, Eddie Jordan, you got Cupid on your side and you can't lose. Oh, what a day. 
Hello, babe. I'll give you exactly five seconds to start making mad love to me. Are you for real? No wisecracks, good-looking. Come here and tell me you're crazy about me. Or I may have to get rough with you. Okay, I'm crazy about you. Now go scratch yourself with a broken bottle and don't bother me. I'm tired, Eddie, and I don't want to wrestle. Come here and kiss me, you gorgeous thing, and hurry it up. Are you still here? Now, Eddie, I'm warning you. I got you. Ah, Try and get away now. Now let go of me, Eddie. Mm, I love this. Not now, Eddie. Eddie! Are you forgetting that I won my second black belt at judo? I'll handle you with a flash of strength. Oh, oh, cut it out, Eddie. I told you I don't want to smooth. Stop struggling and put your arms around me. Okay, you ask for it. I'm putting my arms around you like this. That's more like it. And I get you off balance like this. Hey, look out! And over you go. Right into the umbrella stand. Eddie Jordan, get up off my clean floor. Measy, what'd you do to him? He was going to handle me with a flash of strength. And what happened? The spirit was willing, but the flash was weak. I've got other things on my mind. Like what? Well, I keep wondering how Handsome's going to make out with that girl. It's just as easy to fall in love with a rich man as a poor one. So good luck, and may all your children be wealthy. Hey, would you mind knocking first? Oh, it's you, Mr. Crown. Yes, it's me. And after this, when your city editor comes in, snap to attention and salute. Yes, sir. That is. Are you responsible for this item in the Don't Be Stupid-Ass Cupid column? Huh? Dear Cupid, every morning when I come to work, my boss kisses me. How can I avoid this? Sign, chapped lips. Answer, come to work in the afternoon. Is that your handiwork? Sure. I thought it was pretty cute. Then how about this one? Well, let's see. Dear Cupid, I was out with a young man the other evening and drank two highballs. Did I do anything wrong? Signed, Worried. Dear Worried, how can I tell I wasn't there? Oh, that's a keen answer. Well, what do you want me to do? Give him a 25-word psychoanalysis? Certainly. Yeah, what's this letter here from Sophisticated? Oh, that's from some kid who's in love with a girl who's older than he is. Oh, yeah, smart lad. Yeah, but she isn't paying any attention to him. Well, what did you suggest he do, shoot himself? No, I told him to get the woman interested in him by pretending to get sick. Then when she helps him and takes care of him a little bit, she might get to like him. Say, I'll make a note of that myself. Might work with a younger woman, too. Are you married, Mr. Crunch? Oh, that reminds me. If you get a letter from a girl called Undecided, who can't tell whether she loves a young athlete or an older man of the world type who's a writer, you tell her to take the older man. Why? <laughs> because it's me. Oh, I see. When that letter comes in, you stack the cards for me and stack them good. But I can't let a young girl throw her life away on a guy like you. Are you calling me a rat? All I say is, if the Pied Piper of Hamlin came walking down the street right now... 
you'd fall in behind him. <laughs> Somebody who knocks it must be a stranger. Come in. Uh, hello, Maisie. Oh, hello, Mrs. Kennedy. Oh, now, Mr. Crunch, here's somebody more your own age. Uh, Mrs. Kennedy, would you be interested in marrying Mr. Crunch? Well, I never make snap judgment. Uh, but I could give you a decision in 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, heaven forbid. Goodbye, Maisie. Maisie, I just dropped over to see if you'd heard anything from the man who signed himself handsome. Oh, yes, I did. Uh, how did your advice work out? Well, that girl he goes with is a disgrace to the female sex. She's the lady wrestler type. Oh, you don't mean it. Yes. Can you imagine a girl throwing a guy over her shoulder onto the floor? A girl's got to be soft and feminine and yielding. Up to a point, of course. Uh, like you are, Maisie? <laughs> well, thank you. I know I have my little faults, but I'm nothing like this girl Hanson's having trouble with. Oh, you're as different as day and night. <laughs> well, I'm going to fix that girl this time. We're giving her the reverse treatment. My answer will be in the afternoon paper. Oh, that's great, wonderful, marvelous. And what is it? Well, the reverse of the caveman technique. Oh. If they go out tonight, every time she gets interested in romance, he'll avoid it. Yes, yes. He won't kiss her. He won't hold her in his arms. Oh. He'll talk all the time. Yes. And if she mentions love, he'll change the subject. That'll stir her up. Oh, I wonder if it'll work. Oh, sure. All girls love to be kissed by their man and... Held in his arms and kissed and, um, and, uh... And what? I don't know what reminded me of him, but I wonder what Eddie's doing tonight. Gee, Maisie, thanks for taking me out to such a wonderful dinner. Oh, that's all right, Eddie. What a sensational steak I had it. Must have cost a fortune. It was four seventy-five, <laughs> But who looks at the prices? Music was nice, too. Yeah, but you didn't dance as close as you usually do. No. Once there was two couples dancing between us. Well, when we dance too close, it musses your dress. Well, we're home now, so it doesn't make any difference anymore. Shall we, um... Shall we, uh... Go in the sitting room for a while? <sighs> well, okay. Well, I hope I'm not keeping you up. Oh, that's all right, honey. You know, Eddie, it's um, nice and dark in here. Oh, I'll turn some lights on. What for? Oh, I like to have some light when I talk. Well, who's going to talk? Eddie, darling. Come here. Uh, cigarette? Look out. What's the matter? Well, you almost shoved that cigarette up my nose. No, I don't want to smoke now. Boy, it sure is working. What's working? Uh, my lighter. Well, I didn't think it could have been you. You haven't worked for three weeks. Put that cigarette away. Okay. Now, snuggle up nice and comfortable. Oh, I'm comfortable now. Well, come on, honey. Snuggle up a little. Uh-uh. Eddie, snuggle up already. Well, if you're going to yell at me, maybe I'd better leave. No, stay with me. I want to be alone. Now, wait a minute, honey. I, I want to tell you Don't something. Don't tell me anything. I'll tell you. Until I met you, I never knew how much I enjoyed being all by myself with a good book. But, Maisie... And all the time we were dancing, you were yakety-yakking away. I never heard such empty-headed conversation. The next time you get a headache, don't believe it. But, Maisie... And if you got something to say, go ahead and say it. But I won't be here. I'm going to bed, and I don't want to see or talk to you ever again. Good night. <laughs>
happy. Just a second. Oh, where's that bathroom? Oh, where are those sleeves? Oh, I'm trying to put it on upside down and inside out. <sighs> Who is it? It's me, Merton Falsgrover. Oh, what's the matter, Merton? Um, I'm sick. Well, I'm not exactly feeling great myself. Where do you hurt? Well, all over. Pain's localized, huh? Uh, I think I'm going to faint. Oh. Well, don't expect me to catch you. Oh, oh. oh. No, I, I guess I'm not going to faint. Oh. Mm. What was that? I keep getting those terrible pains. Well, how fast are they coming? Oh, about every three minutes. Oh. Well, you better rush yourself to mm. the hospital. Maybe you're about to become a mother. Uh, I don't think so, no. Oh. Well, what do you think's wrong with you? Oh, oh, I, I, th I think I'm dying. Yes, I am. Uh, w would, you, would you like to nurse me back to health, huh, Maisie? Listen, Merton, there's nothing wrong with you. Nothing new, that is. Well, what makes you think so? For a dying boy, your eyes are wandering around too much. Oh, well, I thought I was sick. Now go back to bed before I lose my lovely disposition. <laughs> Are you the editor? Yeah, that depends. We came down here to horsewhip the editor. Yeah, I'm a stranger here myself. What's the matter? We don't like whoever runs the Don't Be Stupid Ask Cupid column. You know, I had a little trouble with that myself last night. I was going with a girl, and the editor of the column told her I was a broken-down old werewolf and told her to ditch me. Go ahead, boys. Go in and horsewhip her. Her name is Maisie Revere. There's the office she's using. Maisie Revere? Holy smoke. Come on, Merton. Yeah. How many times have I told you not to... Eddie. Merton. Not Eddie, Cupid. Just call me handsome. And call me sophisticated. Oh, no. No. You mean I was giving you advice to try out on me and I didn't know it? Watch this, Merton. It'll be an education. Yeah, yeah. Come here, baby. Now, Eddie, don't look at me that way. Uh, maybe you'd better go outside. No, Merton, oh, don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I Merton, guess don't so. go outside. Come here, doll baby. Get away from me, Eddie. Don't you dare touch me. Merton, Mr. Crunch. <laughs> Some gentleman. Eddie, get away from me now. Get away. Now I've got you. No. Uh, and let, let go of me. Probably... Oh, don't, Eddie, please. What? piece for four days before I was ready for overstuffed chairs. And I'm still wincing every time I see a chair without a cushion. <laughs> I guess I had it coming to me, though. And Eddie and I made up, of course. Mary Jane came back to her job after a vacation, but there were a few lawsuits on the things I wrote, so Mr. Crunch, the city editor, quit to become the editor-in-chief of a, of a cider mill. He said he liked it because it goes to press only once a year. 
Well, I gotta start hunting for another job. Come on, feet. Get moving. You've just heard The Adventures of Maisie, starring Anne Southern. Maisie was written by John L. Green. Original music was composed and conducted by Harry Zimmerman. Supporting cast included Elvia Allman, Pat McGeehan, Sidney Miller, and Frank Nelson. Jack McCoy speaking. So that was The Adventures of Maisie, and the name of that episode was The Newspaper Columnist. It was first broadcast March 29th, 1951. Did you enjoy that? Would you like to hear more? Well, send me an email, bob at bestoldtimeradio.com, and uh, we'll kind of follow up with your lead, whatever you folks want. The next time we do play one, I'll tell you a little bit more about Ann Southern. She was quite a fascinating actress, and uh, I uh, remember her so well from when I was a kid in the TV show Private Secretary, and that later went into um, syndication, and it was called Susie. It was uh, kind of a fun show. I remember Don Porter played her boss. I can't remember his name on the show. Anyway, Susie was the secretary to the boss who was a talent agent, and all kinds of hijinks ensued. But we will tell you more about Ann Southern next time we play an episode of The Adventures of Maisie. Well, kids, that's all there is. There ain't no more for this Monday, November the 2nd, 2020. But don't worry, we'll be back tomorrow with an all-new drama. It's an old-time radio drama, you understand, but it's one we haven't played before. So we will play that tomorrow. So therefore, I call it a new one. So it's a new old-time radio drama. You get it. And then we'll be back on uh, Thursday, no, Wednesday, with a a mystery or a detective show. And then on Thursday with a Western. As is our custom, we're going to go out tonight with a song or two from the year of our show. And this adventure of uh, Maisie was from 1951. So we're going to have two songs from that year. The first one is by Mr. Tennessee Ernie Ford. And it's uh, called Shotgun Boogie. And then we're going to have a uh, song I remember, actually remember from when I was a kid. I remember kind of dancing to it by Joe Stafford. And that one's called Shrimp Boats. And uh, they're both really, really great tunes and so indicative of that time period. All right, everybody, that's it. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by. And I'm so glad you met me.
stands in the corner with the barrel so straight. I look out the window and over the gate. The big fat rabbits are jumping in the grass. Wait till they hear my old shotgun blast. Shotgun boogie. I done saw your track. Look out, Mr. Rabbit, when I cock my hammer back. Well, over on the ridge is a scaly bark. Hickory nuts are big, you can see them in the dark. The big fat squirrels, they scratch and they fight. I'll be on that ridge before daylight with the shotgun boogie. All I need is one shot. Look out, bushy tail. Tonight you'll be in the pot. She was tall and thin I asked her what she had She said a fox 410 I looked her up and down Said boy this is love So we headed for the brush To shoot a big fat dove Shotgun boogie Boy the feathers flew Look out Mr. Dove When she draws a bead on you I sat down on a log Took her on my lap She said wait a minute bud You got to see my pap He's got a 16 gauge Choked down like a rifle He don't like a man That's a gonna trifle Shotgun boogie Draws a bead so fine Look out big boy He's loaded all the time gentleman order he said no brush hunter's gonna get my daughter he cocked back the hammer right on the spot when the gun went off i outrun the shot shotgun boogie i wanted wedding bells i'll be back little gal when your pappy runs out of shells Shrimp boats is a-coming, there's dancing tonight Shrimp boats is a-coming 
Once more they ride high out to sea Shrimp boats is a coming tonight. 